Welcome back, Church Public. I hope you all are doing well today in honor of school starting or almost starting or maybe not starting, depending on where you are. We're going to talk about education, classrooms, and other elements like that in your children's lives and how we deal with that as parents, especially parents in the church. So grab something to write with, sit down, get comfortable, and here we go. Welcome back to Church Public Podcast. I am glad that you joined us today. We are going to be talking about school, about your kids, about parents. Um, This is the beginning of school traditionally. For some, it starts later. For some, right now, it's not even starting at all. So this is a weird season. I can say for me, it's the weirdest season I've experienced in my life. Um, I have lived in California. I have lived back east. I have lived in the Midwest. I've lived in places where snow days stopped school. You literally could not get out of your driveway with your vehicle. I've lived in places where the ice on your car was so thick you couldn't open the doors of your car and you couldn't get to school. I've never lived in a place where a virus has kept you out of school. While uh, I definitely have had kids that got sick through the fall and winter months of school. It's just a weird and interesting situation, and we're going to talk a little bit about that today. But, um, you know, I don't know whether you have kids or whether your kids have started. Mine started this week, so my house is littered with books and supplies and computers and all kinds of things. We're strewn all over the place, all over the house. It has just turned into a school uh, war zone. It's exciting, and uh, we're getting ready to start this year. We've done homeschool or charter school for most of our kids' education, just so you know. Um, full disclosure there, and uh, and we do it for specific reasons. I've always said that homeschool is not for everyone, only because homeschool is not easy. I have many people who say it's just easy to sit around and do nothing all day. That's not homeschool at all. In fact, it's one of the hardest things that we have ever done, but it is also one of the most rewarding things that we've ever done. I've had people say, hey, homeschool kids are weird. That may be true, but it doesn't have to be true. And I think socialization, that's one of those scary terms that people throw out about homeschool. Your kids are as socialized as you let them be, or in a better way to say it, they're as socialized as you train them to be. If you bring your kids out and you have your kids play with other kids, and even more than that, one of the skills that we try to teach our kids is how do kids talk to adults? That is maybe a lost art or something that I definitely don't see often at all. Most kids are terrified of adults uh, in the way of can they say hello? Can they look them in the eye? Can they reach out their hand and shake their hand? Obviously, no one's shaking hands during this weird pandemic, but you know what I mean. At any rate, you can socialize your kids as much as you want to socialize them. There is no hindrance or no necessary difference in between public school and homeschool in terms of socialization. I would actually argue the opposite, that kids who are homeschooled, uh, at least my kids, are fairly well adjusted. Again, I'm biased. They're my kids, but I know other homeschool kids who are the same. In addition... It's just a weird time that schools are closed and you have a lot going on in the world right now um, in terms of you have some 
schools pushing for more money from the government to teach online and not in person. You have teachers unions like the LA Teachers Union that has listed uh, demands like charter schools to be closed. They actually said they want a moratorium, morate, like to kill charter schools so no more charter schools exist and that has to happen before they go back to school. Also, they want the police defunded and Medicare for all. I'm not sure how that relates to teachers, but that's what they've demanded. At any rate, um, there have been some other weird things happening. Like in D.C., the teachers lined up body bags outside of the schools to show that by teaching, they would probably all die. In Arizona, the teachers all, or many, most, called out sick, so many that the school could not open, though they were planning to. In Michigan, in Pennsylvania, and numerous other states, the teachers lined the streets, some in their cars, honking, fine. Others, they actually did protests outside, walking outside. It's a little curious to me, uh, and I'm confused that if we're talking about the dangers of going back to public school because of this virus, but going to a rally to say that by going to school you're going to be killed by the virus, but standing in the rally outside with a hundred or thousands of other people is not dangerous, is a little bit counterintuitive, but I digress. That's just my mind wandering. The virus aside, I would, I, I've been finding some alarming messages from teachers across America. On social media, for instance, there was a string going around last week where teachers were taking to the web to protest the unwanted eyes of caregivers, for instance, and that would be code for parents watching and listening to the classes. So in this new situation where obviously all the kids are going to be home and so they're all doing some form of video teaching, um, these teachers were taking to social media and quite openly, uh, I think interestingly, but quite openly saying, hey, we should try to find ways that the students don't let the parents know what we're teaching them. Ways like put your headphones in so they don't hear you. Go to a room without the parents so they can't see what we're doing. Or suggesting that the more controversial subjects be taught in a chat function rather than on the main Zoom uh, or, or uh, video chat pages. Those are all kind of scary to me. Why, why would there be things that the parents can't hear about your child's education? What, what, what could there possibly be that was so bad. Um, teachers have openly called for parents to leave the room so that the online teaching can be without the prying eyes or listening ears of parents. The parents could undermine the teaching. I'm still trying to figure out again, in what world would the presence of a parent harm the education of a student? And, and to put it in a different way, in, in, my, in my view, do you want a random adult who you don't know very well, or maybe not at all at this point, telling your child, I guess, secrets that apparently are good for them to learn, but not good for you to know? That seems very scary to me. What kind of secrets could your kid possibly need to know that you, as the parent, are not able to know? 
does that sound like a good system? To me, that sounds like a terrible system. I, I want to know what my kid is learning. I want to help with my kid's education. Now, again, I, I'm personally wired that way. I like teaching and I like learning. And I know not everybody is wired that way, but just in principle, if there is a teacher who says, I mean, think of this in a different way. If there was a random person that you ran into who, you know, pulled your kid aside and said, listen, parent, you go stand over there. I'm just going to tell your child something and you don't need to hear it. It's just going to be a secret between us. You would grab your kid and run for the hills and probably call the police on this person because that's not an okay behavior, right? It's not okay to, for a person whom you don't know to tell your kid something that you're not allowed to hear. Now, we say it's okay in this teaching environment because apparently we've given them the license to do that and we've given the license to educate our kids. But that's way beyond education, right? Education should be facts and it should be critical thinking and reasoning and here are the different pieces of information and you as a child uh, or as a student figure out what is the best course of action based on the information you have. That is the essence of teaching, right? You research a topic come up with a conclusion on the topic. What this sounds like more to me, and we talked about this a little bit in a, in a couple of podcasts ago, where we talked about cults and cult of identity, this sounds more cultish to me. This sounds like, hey, I have a super secret special knowledge for just you, and your parents don't get to know because they're not in this system. So whatever I have to say is just between us, right? And don't tell someone else. That sounds very sketchy to me. I don't like that. And again, I'm not making this up. You can go and look at news articles. You can go and look at uh, some of these social media posts where the teachers are openly either commenting or asking about um, some of these some of these different practices and how they can keep the caregivers or the parents from getting involved in some of the topics that they want to teach. Now, They've also said some of these topics, which should be alarming. Some of the topics are sexuality, what not, and not just birds and the bees, physical things, but what type of gender thing you have or what type of ideology about sexuality you have. So it's far beyond just biology. It is into sociology and into terms that as a parent I think you might want to know what your child is being taught and maybe you're sitting there thinking well I, I want them to learn all these things okay but I feel like you should still know what it is and you should still have some influence into uh, what these teachers want to teach uh, your children and and I'd say this too it seems to me that I mean, I, I don't have a problem with knowledge. And I said on the last podcast that I'm not afraid of the truth. Um, I believe that the truth is strong enough to stand for itself. In other words, if you don't believe anything I say, uh, it doesn't hurt my feelings. You can go research whatever you want and come to whatever conclusion you want. It seems like this is the opposite view where, um, and, and I'll just say, I think it's easier to tell a kid something, a kid who doesn't have a lot of experience, and have them believe what you said. Um, whereas, if you as a teacher are talking to a parent or a more educated person, and you tell them, hey, this is true, and the parent goes, well, 
but it's not, a parent is a lot harder to trick than a kid is. And so it seems like, it seems malevolent, I, I just to put it blankly, flatly. Like, I, I don't know why else you would keep the parents out of the equation other than to guard yourself because you know what you're saying either is nonsensical or, at worst, wrong uh, and false uh, or, or trying to indoctrinate in some way. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know what other conclusion to come to because why would you keep the parents out of the conversation? Um, I mean, when I was a kid and when I went to school, my parents were asked to do homework with me. They were asked to be part of the learning process. And now it appears it's the opposite case. It's tell your parents to leave the room so that you, the child, can do some secret special learning that only your teacher has. That sounds very ominous to me. I don't, I don't like that at all. Um, so it's a very strange situation in, in terms of public school. And, and as I said, I, you know, my, my cards on the table, I have homeschooled for a long time. I believe it is uh, important to do. I've come to the conclusion in our family that it's something that, that we need to do for our family. Um, and we have a combination of, of homeschool and, and charter school where we have mostly home learning in the, in the charter school environment. And the reason is um, that, that we believe that our kids are the most important thing in our lives and that our kids deserve as much attention as we possibly have time to give them. And again, as I said earlier, I have told people for uh, at least all of my children's lives that it's not for everybody um, because it's very difficult to homeschool. At this point, though, I'm going to say the opposite. I'm going to say I hope homeschooling is for everybody. And I hope anyone out there who can do homeschooling does do homeschooling and gets their kids out of this toxic environment where it's been shown that they believe you as a parent are not up to the task of educating your child and that they, with whatever special knowledge they have, are able to better educate your child. And again, we're not even just talking about information and education here. We're talking about philosophy. We're talking about ideology, like what ideas you have and how they shape your worldview. So there is far outweighing consequences beyond just um, just information and rote memorization. We're talking about how you live, the way you live, um, and this is a very important thing. Um, and I think people are beginning to realize this as well. Uh, I, if nothing else, even if they don't understand or haven't been paying attention or, or watching um, the internet about what some of the teachers are saying, I think some people have realized that the public school system has some inadequacy and it has some, uh, it has some places where their efficiency is low. And um, it makes sense. A lot of times you have to go to the least common denominator or the slowest learning child in the class. And I understand that. And that slows it down for other people. I, I lived that to some degree. I had ADD as a child, but I also was very quick to understand concepts. So I would usually get it very quickly. And then my ADD would uh, take over and I would get bored and usually get into some kind of trouble because... I knew what they were talking about very quickly and didn't want to sit there doing nothing. So I would invent things to do. And obviously that the teachers didn't always love me doing that. But, and so there are, 
there are inefficiencies, sorry, in in the school system. And I understand that. But I think what a lot of people have just realized in public school being forced to close and having to educate their children on their own, that they can do it a different way or they can do it a better way. And I, I you know, I know of one charter school um, in town here where I am that has 3,500 children on the waiting list for this fall. And that many kids and parents want to get out of the system that is either inefficient or broken and move to a place where they can learn in a better, more efficient way. Now, where I am in California, that is complicated by the fact that the governor and the government of California does not like charter schools. Just this summer, they passed a bill that no funding for a new student would transfer to a charter school. Simply put, if your child transfers from a school in one city to a school in a different city, the money for educating that child would also transfer. And that's how things have worked for a long time. But now in California, that does not extend to charter schools. And it did before. And it does in most states across America. Um, so we have this pandemic situation where there is literally no public school open in the city that I'm in. And they cannot go even if they wanted to. So many parents and students want to choose a charter school that already is set up and has a track record and resources to provide a quality online education, but they cannot go. Or at least they're barred because of the cost, because it will cost literally thousands and thousands of dollars to send a kid to a charter school that otherwise would have been paid for by the taxes they already pay to the school system, which as citizens, we all pay. A bigger point for me and my family is just that uh, in a different way in homeschool. So th- those, those are problems. Again, I, I, I just really highly advise and encourage anyone who can do some type of homeschool, especially during this time when you don't have a lot of other options, at least try it and see how you do. Um, but the bigger point for me and my family is that homeschool has been a thing that has helped Uh, us get closer to our kids and help them to learn not only the information because again the information is important and I've talked endlessly and I'm sorry about that about how history is really important my kids are a little tired of that too sometimes but it's not just about the information it's about morality and I've talked about that before too but morality is the bigger more important thing morality is the view of the world that shapes your actions whether you think you're good or whether you think you're bad or whether you think the world is good or whether you think the world is bad and whether you think one action is better than another action. And there are some really simple guidelines for that, but we're moving into this new situation where people are acting in ways that hurt other people. And as a believer in Jesus and a believer in a God that's a creator that cares for you and and, and cares for every person, We should not intentionally hurt other people. So the morality that we have shapes the way that we live and and how we interact with the world. So uh, Jesus said, and and this is is one of the biggest reasons I homeschooled, Jesus said uh, that Luke recorded in, in chapter 6, verse 40, that a student will be like his teacher. And I think that's a really important point. I think it's important to note that the students that we're raising, the children that we're raising, will be like their teachers. So, do you want your student, your child, to be like a random teacher that you don't know and you don't know their values and you don't know what they are teaching and you don't know 
what they are training your kid to be like? Or do you want them to be more like you? Now, I admit, I am definitely not perfect. I have lots of issues. Um, And as much as my wife and I try to teach our kids in the best way, obviously we make mistakes. But now Paul, um, the the apostle who planted a bunch of churches, he planted the church in in Corinth and wrote to them in 1 Corinthians 11.1, he said, follow me as I follow Christ. I know I'm not perfect, but in following after Paul and his example and Jesus and his example, I teach my kids the way of Christ to the best way that I know how. So while I'm not perfect, I know what I believe and I know what I want my kids to believe. I don't know some random teacher at some random public school. I don't know what they want my kid to believe. Now, I don't want to portray that every teacher is a bad teacher. I know there are great teachers out there. I know that. And, and so I, I apologize if I've given that impression. It's just that for me and for my kids and for my family, my kids are the most important thing to me. And I know that I'm going to love and care for my kids more than anyone else on this earth because they're my kids. And you should feel the same about your kids. You should want to love and care for and grow your kids more than anyone else on the earth. And I know that you do. Um, so I hope that you can lean into that, both the words of Jesus and the words of Paul, as you train up your child in the way they should go so that they will be more like Jesus. Um, and you are the best model to them. You are the best example to them that they have. So we put those things into practice, and I hope you also put those things into practice. I hope you give homeschool a consideration as we move into this fall and this crazy pandemic time of shutdowns and viruses. And um, even in the midst of this, you have the opportunity to give your child a morality of life, a view of the world, and a spirituality into what it looks like to follow after Jesus, what it looks like to be a follower of Jesus by your example, by your words and your deeds, and everything that you do as you lead them, because they are, your kids are, the future of today, and they will be the leaders of tomorrow, and you have a great opportunity to pour into them, to lean into them, to give them something that they can take and go into this world and change this world, show this world the love and the light of Jesus. If we only educate them with information without morality and responsibility, our society is quite literally doomed to another dark ages, and I pray for one that we do not end there. Thanks for listening today. If you have any questions, you can check out our website, churchpublic.com. You can email me with any questions, and I look forward to hearing from you. Hopefully, we'll talk next time, and God bless. Thanks for joining us today at Church Public. Please subscribe and rate. It really does help. If you like what you hear and you want to support, go to churchpublic.com for some of the options there. God bless, and we'll be talking soon.